What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Doing well, man. Can't complain. You we're rocking three screens. Feel like a real podcaster now. Got the phone, the desktop. I mean, the laptop where I'm recording, and then the desktop with another screen, looking at notes and trailers. But excited to be here. Not a lot to discuss this week in terms of news. Uh, so that means next week we're definitely doing a draft because there's not going to be much. But excited to talk Ahsoka this week. Crazy way it ended. Honestly feel like you had to watch Rebels or Clone Wars to understand that fucking ending because, my yes. God. <laughs> I mean, maybe some Rebels too, shit. And we'll talk about all that. And we didn't talk about it last week to say on Movie on the Rise, but Gen V dropped. Watch the first episode. That shit was great. I'll be caught up for next week to discuss it. But episode one was incredible. I see what you meant. And I'm excited to talk about that as well. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Gen V. The first three episodes came out. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize the... Uh, well, didn't re- I, you texted me. I should have watched it right when you texted me. But I only got the first one in. But that's good. Leaves me a cliffhanger for next week. Is it week to week they're dropping? Or is it in chunks? Yeah, so... Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I think it's week to week. Um, because you know how Amazon does. They usually do this. They'll mm-hmm. give you three to, to to hook you, and then you're like, oh well, now I gotta watch next week. Yeah, and facts. that's definitely what it did. So you know, it's nice to be back, back in that world again. Yeah, um, it it. it de- I will talk about it. I'll wait to save my thoughts, but I agree with you very much. So great to be back in the boys' universe. Yeah, but in terms of Ahsoka, I'm really excited to have some conversations. We'll talk about the back half, the four, six, seven, eight, uh, which you know really cemented it as you know top tier Star Wars moving forward. Best Star Wars um, show release. I'll take. Yes. I, know, I know fans have been like Andor, and I know you're probably gonna say Andor, but for people like me who are Jedi centric people, you can't ask for nothing more from Star Wars. I, that was perfect. I think. I think what you can say about the two. And I'll go ahead and say it now is Andor is the best produced Star Wars show that has ever been. And as Rogue One is the best produced Star Wars movie. This is the best Star Wars show. But this is the best show that drives story. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, Rogue One and and Andor are... uh, See, I I liked Rogue One more than Andor. I'm going to just say that. Like... Rogue One is actually well, it's like the same. I rewatched it when I did uh me and Curse's Star Wars watch, which we're stuck in the fucking old one. She just can't get past the fact that it's so old. And I'm like, come on, man, we gotta fucking finish. And she's just clowning. But Rogue yeah. One, I actually felt a connection to the story. And I know I should feel a connection to Andor because of all the stuff with um the fucking Force Whitaker's character in the rebellion, but it just, I don't know. Something was just missing for me. It just felt like I, I think, a movie I think that was Star Wars, but not a Star Wars. I think movie. what's going to end up doing it for you is probably the second, this back half. I hope the so. second season. Because I think that's going to tie more of the Mon Mothma in it. Mm. That is like the the Game of Thrones Star Wars, gotcha. but you know you can't tell me that you know you're not getting a little bit of like that's kind of stuff in this Ahsoka show too. Oh, I'm still getting the political. No, 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 no. Stuff. See, it's perfect because you get the political stuff, and then at the same time, I'm like, 
damn, what's Balin doing? Why is he on top of the Mortis Mountain? Is this nigga the Mortis? But it sucks because that guy's dead. Rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. And you said it. I hope he doesn't have a big role. I hope he just dies. And lo and behold, dude has the biggest role, arguably. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone saying that they should get Liev Schreiber. Oh, well, we'll talk about that. Let's let's wait. We'll get to that because yeah. that's a good that's a good call. Um, but yeah, so the, we definitely want to get to talking about all that stuff. Before we get to the trailers, when you start the show, can I start off with some DC stuff just to be some more? I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's uh, let's go ahead and get into those stories. Let's get started. Lyndon, what uh, okay? So, we've been telling people for months this is why, if you are a DC fan, you need to be listening to this show. I know that y'all may think, Oh, these guys are they tapped in? Well, look, I pay for us to get scoops from Daniel RPK, I'm in his shit, but on top of that, we use our brain to just you know think what would be we use the comics and create a narrative picture, and usually we're right. So James Gunn came out and said about Peacemaker season two, he started rewrite. He started writing again because the writer strike is out and people are like, well, damn, is this going to be take place in the continuity? I know he said everything about creature commandos and, and, and stuff doesn't start until creature commandos and, and um, Superman. Well, guess what? Peacemakers going to be in the new universe. No fucking shit. You fucking morons. This is his creation. Of course, he's going to put his creation in the new universe. It's probably just going to be Peacemaker from the new universe. This is it'll probably it'll probably be like, oh, they experienced similar things. But now we're this is the new Peacemaker in this universe, which you're just going to have to fucking accept because it's comics. This is the new DC. You can't judge any of this shit. Aquaman's going to be booty juice and why would peacemaker not be in fucking the new dcu people are like oh what's, that's part of the snyder world no it's not what's fun what's funny is like when they shot peacemaker they probably were like oh we gotta get we gotta get this little scene <laughs> at the end where we get ezra miller and whoever the other one was that he had in there Jason like, Momoa. Is, so we could <laughs> so it could be like yeah we're tied to to and, and then <laughs> All of a sudden, it all fell apart. They're like, "Man, why did we do that scene?" <laughs> exactly. He probably no. That was probably the bosses being like, "Do that scene." James Gunn probably didn't want that shit in there. And you know what? I'm pretty sure they're gonna say he is probably gonna be. Oh, he either woke up from a dream or he was teleported to this new universe. He's from the old multiverse. Whatever they use, it doesn't matter because Peacemaker was incredible and I'm ready for season two. Vi Look, we know all the actors that are coming over. Viola's coming over, so it is what it is. But sorry to all you Gal Gadot fans, all you Ben Affleck fans, they are not coming back. Snyderverse is dead. And honestly, to be honest, I wouldn't want Gal Gadot as the Wonder Woman of this new universe anyway. She isn't the best of actresses. Damn. <laughs> am I am I going too hard? Am, am I coming out too it's, hard? Shitting on the Snyderverse? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. On account that you've been defending DC for forever, and well, now it's, it's look, just like it's time to pivot. It's time yeah, to that, pivot. Yeah, that shit. Was, that shit was that shit was ass. <laughs> you were all right. Look, okay. So my thing is, I, I we told you that BVS, you know, wasn't the best of movies, and I still say this. I enjoyed it though. I thought it was I thought it was a good movie. Justice League, the fucking whatchamacallit, cut the weedin'. We said that shit was ass. 
the Snyder Cut was an enjoyable movie, but the fact is, when you learn of Snyder's plans for DC, I fell off of him when he told me that that was Dick Grayson's suit in that fucking cabinet. That, like, what? That was Dick Grayson? The Joker killed him? That shit, like, no, I could not support uh, Zack Snyder from the moment I found out that was Dick Grayson's suit in that fucking cabinet. And then when you find out, oh, the nightmare sequence happened, we're getting Injustice Superman, not because Joker blew up his wife. No, 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 no. Because Batman had sex with Lois Lane, and that's his kid and not Superman's. That's fucking stupid. What are we doing here? So I can't support that shit. Shit was ass. I'm over it. We're pivoting to James Gunn. Pivot. <laughs> pivot and some yeah. people say i may be biased to dc that's probably true i i do show a little favoritism to dc but i straight up came out and told y'all fucking the justice league movie was ass bvs i liked it but i get how other people don't like it and the flash was man i don't think the flash was as bad as people made it but i don't think it was the best superhero movie like james gunn said i thought it was okay you know, I don't think that's me me being biased or anything. I think that's me calling a spade a spade. So what what is it that got Zack Snyder the Snyderverse? 300? I, Watchmen. Uh, let, let me look. Let me look at Watchmen the is what did it. You think it was Watchmen? But Watchmen wasn't even that good. That's what I'm saying. Let me see. Go to Zack Snyder's movies. Let's see. It had to be 300 or Watchmen. Or uh, Sucker Punch? No, definitely not Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch was ass. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Was it the Guardians of Gahul? Oh, man. I think you're right. I think it was Watchmen. Or really, I think he just had... I think it was Christopher Nolan w- was agreed to be a producer for him, and he came with Nolan. It was like, yeah, I'll do Man of Steel, and I'll have Nolan with Batman. And Nolan's like, I'm not doing no Batman. But they end up making him do Man of Steel, and they were like, "Okay, well, we'll let you continue." I just don't understand what what made them be like, "Oh yeah, we saw Man of Steel. Let's let this dude make our entire universe." Not saying that Man of Steel was bad. Man of Steel is probably the best um, movie under the Snyderverse stuff. It's either that or Wonder Woman one, which got a shout out Patty Jenkins. That movie was actually good. Wonder Woman two was ass. We've said this plenty of times, but. Like I liked Man of Steel. Man of Steel is a good Superman movie, but for true Superman fans, they didn't like it. So my thing is like, well, damn, how did y'all see Superman of Steel and be like, oh yeah, let's let this dude run all of DC? Like, just bad decisions from the jump. Yeah, because that's the difference. It's like, you know, you could go back to the roots to that and you're like, that was a weird call. James Gunn, (laughs) but James Gunn being the driving force of DC makes sense. Like this guy, before, honestly, I we, we don't know if, what's his name, liked comics. We knew he liked Watchmen and Frank Miller, and you could tell he didn't read anything else because he just read fucking Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. It was like, oh yeah, I'm making this my Justice League. At least with fucking uh, James Gunn, this guy knows about Batmite and fucking Mr. Missile Plixix and all the deep cuts of comics. You can tell he loves comics, shit. He made a better evil Superman than fucking Zack Snyder made with his with his Injustice Superman with Brightburn. Brightburn was more of Injustice Superman than the Superman we got in the nightmare sequences. Yeah, yeah, Brightburn. Yeah, it was a half decent movie. <laughs> I enjoyed Brightburn a lot. I was a big fan. So, but you know, it's whatever. I'm. Uh, 
I'm I'm just letting it be known that you know we're pivoting. We're it was it was James Gunn on that? Mm. Brightburn? Didn't he direct Brightburn? I thought he did. Oh, he might have just produced it. No, yeah, I think yeah, he just produced it. it. So okay, exactly. Shows he can yeah. produce movies. So boom, and we're there. Hopefully his DC is good. So far, Peacemaker is a win. We'll see what happens with Creature Commandos. We'll see what happens with Superman. Superman's gonna be a big test. My God, if Superman comes out in two years or whenever this damn strike ends, a year and a half after, and that shit is ass. Oh, Shushubi, man. <laughs> Maybe the end of this pod. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm gonna just stop talking about DC and I'm gonna just pivot straight to Star Wars. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> my DC, I might retire. I'm gonna retire my jersey. Say it's been a good run. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get back into more like non. Uh, what do you call it? Non, non-, non- IP. IP. Yeah, we'll just start being indie guys, being well, real snobs. Now, did, did you get a chance <laughs> to see the creator? <laughs> no, I didn't get. Um, okay, I had to. Okay. I had to uh, do a lot of games. But this upcoming weekend, my football game is early, so I'll be able to go at night on Saturday. So I'll have my thoughts next week. Did you see it? Yeah, I'm unsure. I'm no, I'm unsure where I'm going to get to. Oh, okay? I do oh. want to see it because my, like, oh my big gripe is that every everyone's already up on Twitter being like, "Oh, well, you know, creator flopped." Like, oh, they said it flopped. Of course it did. Oh man. Oh, well, flopped well, no, money I mean, wise. But, but people are like. Yeah, people are like, oh, look, no one wants to go see this. Oh, well, duh, no shit. I mean, it's fucking movies right now, but I mean, shit, it did well on IMDb. It has a pretty high uh, audience score. It has like a 79 in like the tomato meters at a 70. So like, that's pretty decent for a sci-fi movie. A lot of people are saying, all right, so look, first, Richard Lawson for Vanity Fair, just choosing because of Vanity Fair, said it's sleek, thoughtfully so. It's impressive, humble. The film is risky. It's a high, it's a, it's risky. It's a risk hyperbole, a true vision of filmmakers reassurance to their u- unique talent for a great spectacle. This is what uh, genre movies need to be, which I mean, we knew like Garrett Edwards is a great director. And we said, this looks good because it's so original. And that's what I'm excited for. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mentioned that because when we get into the trailers, we got some non-IP stuff that looks like it could be really interesting. Matthew Vaughn, that we for gotta example. support for sure. Matthew Vaughn, for example, had his newest movie Argyle come out, have a trailer come out, and we know Matthew Vaughn being able to take over the, that Kingsman universe and, and kind of moving that style into a, a more, um, you know, individualized story. For our guy, and it okay. looks pretty interesting. Yeah, our, I mean, our yeah, was fire. Well, I mean, look, watching the, watching Argyle, I mean, it feels like Kingsman, doesn't it? Right? Once you think about it, it did. It definitely did. It definitely had that Kingsman style action, and I see why he, uh, James Gunn, wants Matthew Gunn, Matthew Vaughn to work on something DC, whether that's Batman or something that, like they want him to be on something DC. And I think if he did a Justice he, League movie, that he be could good. Do- he could do something with Deathstroke as the villain that would be really Look, it would be very good. He shows he can do a uh, super spy, super soldier action very well. But this trailer, I thought it was interesting having uh, a super spy author get kidnapped by a real super spy and seeing their adventures. And then, and then also bringing the books that the person is writing to life while it's mirroring what's going on in real life. I think it's very interesting. So that's definitely something I'll watch. It might even be a a theater watch, depending on how the next trailer comes out and some of the reviews. Like if it's 
really good, then that might be a theater watch. Cause it because you gotta remember Matthew Vaughn's stuff in theater looks great. I remember watching the first Kingsman in theaters, and those fights all look good on the big screen. Um, it's also gonna depend highly on the date, and it's expected February 2nd, 2024. Oh, that's not bad. So that, that's know. in the down period of, of movies, so yeah, so that could be a, a time to go. Um but the, the interesting thing about that is that Sam Rockwell is cast in an action role here. And I've never seen him do that, yeah. When, when I saw him on the screen, I was like, his agent's been working. Look, that's the like that's the type like, of role we want to see some of these Sam guys do. do something different. Yeah, like this is this yeah. is a good way to present Sam Rockwell. He's all been doing all these indie films, and now for you know, people who like dad movies, they'll see him in this and be like, oh shit, Sam Rockwell. Let's go check out his back catalog and they'll have a bunch of good movies to go watch. Okay, so just early on from now, Argyle is going to release the same day as Wise Guys starring Robert De Niro, mm. which is about Italian crime bosses in the twenty in the twentieth century. Sounds like sorry, sorry, Argyle. Sounds like you may be straight to to streaming for me because I gotta watch that De Niro movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might right. be in trouble. Uh, I don't but, know. Yeah. Um next let's talk about all the light we cannot see the oh, it's a long trailer. trailer so I didn't have you watch the whole thing but it's basically a uh, dramatic snippet story of world war ii where somebody some blind girl in a french town had like a radio broadcast to like the allied troops and a nazi soldier enjoys like her voice or something like that it just like enjoys listening to her thing but his job as in the war is to find these radio frequency broadcasts and kill them but oh, okay. he likes this one, so he doesn't kill it, but he continues to listen to it. And then he gets caught listening to it. And they're like, well, you have to go kill this girl. And they're like, if you don't kill this girl, we're going to find her first and then kill her and then kill you. Mm. Oh, and so shit. he's got to like, he's got to track her down. And then I think it's going to be some kind of defection stuff. Okay. But, you know, World War II uh, is always an interesting I was, the one thing I was going to say about it when we were coming into it is I think like the World War II um, storyline plot is almost getting overplayed. I was about to say it's, like, it's almost to that slave movie territory. That's, but like, that's, that's not what my, I was saying. I that's, was like, it's, that's not my culture. So I, I can't say nothing about it, but it's almost to the point where I do not want to watch another World War II movie. And I wonder if Jewish people feel the same way. Is it almost time to just retire the World War II trope. Like, how many more fucking movies can we make involving that war? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, sometimes we just gotta, like, gotta you know, let it lie. Yeah, like, it's like, unless you're giving me, you know, a all-black World War II battalion, or we're telling shit from the Japanese side, or, or we, we tell a Russian story, or we tell, like, you know, Franco was having some shit pop off in Italy, and we tell how the mob helped. See, that's the story they need to do, is tell how the mob partnered with America to get Franco out of control, which is why the mob had a lot of say in American history up until the point where Kennedy was like, fuck this, World War II's been over for so long, we're cutting y'all out. Like, 
that's like that's the story we need about the mob ties to the World War II shit. If we're not getting none of that, and it's just still allies versus Axis, you can count me out, dog. <laughs> you can count me out. <laughs> Leave it to the Irish Catholic president to be like, hey, World War II's over, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he did. He was like, look, we appreciate y'all help. But y'all been getting away with too much shit. This mob shit gotta stop. And it was like, oh, bet. Ba-bow. <laughs> but yeah. Just another World War II movie. Maybe it's time to retire. Might be. Uh, might be. Just like why Westerns need to start going to space Westerns. Like, let's just let's just right. do some, some, some sci-fi Western shit, bro. Um, let's talk about Silent Night next. Mm. You brought up the interesting part about Silent Night that I didn't know, but once watching the trailer, it does make sense. Yep. It, so apparently it's going to be a silent action film at some point in the movie. So I'm assuming that whenever the main character loses his ability to speak, the entire movie will go silent and we're going to get a silent action film, which, you know, it's going to be a hard sell to my girlfriend because I thought I was going to be able to do it like, Christmas movie, it's action. I always get at least two of them every Christmas season. But the fact that this is going to be a silent movie, it's going to be a hard sell. But the thing is, fellas out there, if you're trying to sell your ladies or significant other or partner, whatever it is, doesn't have to necessarily be a lady. If you're trying to sell your partner on watching an action movie for Christmas, don't tell her this shit is silent. Don't tell them that this shit is silent. Because I swear to you, if you tell them this is silent, and they don't like action movies, they will not let you watch this shit. Just tell them it's an action Christmas movie and just let it go. <laughs> unless unless your partner is a film snob that's like, I only like highbrow stuff. Be like, we're going to go watch a silent movie. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, if, if that If that don't work, if you don't have a snobby film lover, I'm telling you, do not tell them this shit is silent. <laughs> just, let, just let it roll. Say we watching a Christmas action movie. And then when they get in there, they're like, why the fuck are they no one talking? Be like, damn, I ain't no babe. Sorry. <laughs> and then just eat your popcorn while you're laughing. Because <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> she oh, going to say, she gonna say, what the fuck is this? I'm going to look. I'm going to say, I had no idea. And I'm going to just turn my head, eat my popcorn and laugh. Just <laughs> got him. <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the last trailer we got is the beekeeper. But Jason wait, real quick, it back. looks beside that the fact that it's silent, it looks really good. This is legendary director John oh, yeah, Woo. Like John Woo is one of the best action directors out, and like some of the set pieces in there looks good. And you see, this is a new genre that I'm cool with. Like we were saying, cut the World War II shit out, but the angry man that's coming to get vengeance, the Punisher genre, John Wick, nobody, Silent Night, this. I'm in it. Yeah, no, I think it's the Punisher genre. genre. Nobody killed it, but I think this is gonna be better than nobody. Right, and the what a lot of people who would appreciate that me who you know don't enjoy like Christmassy Christmas movies. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Got you another Christmas movie. These are this movie is for all the people who are like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yep, and that's why I'm saying if you want to get this on your Christmas list. Do not tell your partner that this shit is silent. Just say it's an action Christmas movie. Save yourself the hassle. <laughs> um, but let's let's talk about Beekeeper. 
Keeper. It's oh, gonna be good. coming out January twelfth. Oh, damn! Uh, that tells me it's gonna be ass. You know the movies from January to February are ass, but sometimes there's some gems in there. I'll say this: this movie had two set pieces that made me be like, "Damn, okay, Statham, I'm gonna watch this." The one where he cuts the guy's fingers off in a saw, and then that same guy holding his hand is like, "Ah, my hand." He says, "Well, shut up," and ties him to some tie downs. Ties the tie down to a car, puts a brick on the gas, and just allows the car to drive off a bridge with that man attached to the tie down. That shit was crazy. I ain't see as many action set pieces I've seen in my life. I ain't see that one ever before. That was original and that was badass. <laughs> yeah, there are some scenes that look badass. Like I am worried about this whole government conspiracy spiel they're going for. I'm oh yeah, they, they like too entangled in the they should have just made him the equalizer <laughs> again basically a, a punisher. Like, simplify yeah. simplify simplify like he didn't have to be part of this government's conspiracy to where when law is not working he comes and fix it nah just say that this is just a vigilante he tired of these scammers and these fishers i'm tired of them too <laughs> yeah um but yeah it looks pretty cool the interesting thing about beekeeper in my opinion is it's got a pretty stellar cast it so does. makes me think that it's going to be all right you know jason satham jeremy irons um, you got dude from hunger games yeah josh hutchinson who's gonna be in five oh, who's and, having uh La- the hutchinson's lakeith stanfield's supposed to be in this wait thing. what lakeith probably gonna be the villain but they're they're having the hutchinson's do you realize you, he has this movie and he's the star of five nights at freddy's oh really yeah also shout out to former uh podcast host here at the bros who think network but we still have a good relationship with her she'll be coming on the pod i already confirmed it once everything is clear for her that she's not affecting uh the strikes she'll come on and talk about it but shout out to our girl lucia she worked on five nights at freddy's oh yeah yeah lucia bellinger she worked on i'll tell you exactly what she did i think she was a producer or a producer assistant at five nights at Freddy's, but yeah, she's gonna come talk to us about it. She just said she can't come and tell it's like okayed with the with the the strikes and everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, was, I saw something different that had Lakeith on on that, but it definitely is still pretty solid to have David Ayer and Jeremy Irons. So that makes me think that Jeremy Irons is probably playing the villain. Oh yeah, yeah. If if there's no Lakeith Stanfield, then Jeremy Irons is definitely the villain. Um, but that wraps up the the trailers. Um, the only real story I have is just a, a release date announcement. Is uh, the season four of True Detective is going to begin on January fourteenth? Okay, that's what's up. So and it's going to be six episodes. Hell yeah! Okay. Uh, the only thing that I canceled this week that was notable was iCarly. The only thing that's notable about it is, is that it got left on a cliffhanger, and I wasn't. And interested in watching, you know, this iteration of the show, but <laughs> everyone I've talked to agrees that, like, you know, as we, as though, as although we weren't watching the show, we did want to know how the answer to the cliffhanger of who is Carly's mom. Oh, oh, wait, damn! You're about to find out who's your mom. Yeah, like she doesn't really ever talk about her mom on the whole show, and then like the cliffhanger for the the end of the season was like her mom shows up, and then and she just goes like, "Mom." Oh and then, like, shit! Black whatever. So now no one will ever know. Damn, so you're not going to... Oh, because it's canceled. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
fuck. Jason. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure um what's her name will go on a podcast and uh tell everybody who her mom is. I'm sure that'll happen. At least I'm hoping that'll happen, you know. It, it just wouldn't it would just be weird because it would never matter. So oh yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Damn, that's crazy. But yeah, but that brings us to movie on the rise. Oh, nice. All right, this is the segment where we give you one movie or TV show that we think you should watch that's coming out this week. Um, Schubert, what you got? You'll start off. Also, shout out to Lucia. She was an assistant production coordinator on Five Nights at Freddy's. That's fucking huge. So shout out to our girl. That's IM, um, she got I, she's on IMDb for that? Yes, sir. I had, that's what that's I was win. looking for. Yep, big win. They don't have that's a picture, a win. but that's a win. Yes, sir. That's a huge win. So we'll get her on the show. She's definitely willing to come talk about it. Fuck yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm sad that Gen V slipped through the cracks last week. So I'll you let got, you, you got go Beckham. First. Oh yeah, Beckham is this week. Fuck yeah. I'm excited about that. Also, we do have new episodes of Bad Sport, which is the corrupt version of uh 30 for 30, where it goes mm-hmm. through only corrupt versions of shit. So we got that. We got Beckham and I watch wrestlers. Boy, that's a good fucking show. Super sad because it's like, damn, why are y'all 30 still chasing this? Prof- not 30. Why are you like 39, 49 between 39 and 49? It's like Wild Bill and Heels. Still chasing this fucking wrestling dream. Like there's this, there's this guy who's 50 years old named Cashflow. Bro, Cashflow? You was Cashflow when you was 20. Now you penny flow, dog. What are you doing? That, <laughs> that's, why that episode, that's why this season of Heels was so good. That episode with Wild Bill going to the convention and those other oh, old dudes that he was with being yeah. like, yeah, bro, like, we're just not about this anymore. Like, we're old. <laughs> that's what, bro, I was watching wrestlers and I'm just like, damn, like, there's this girl named Hollywood Haley J who's like 23 She's like killing it in the indies. Like I saw her on AEW, like, and they talked about her going to AEW. One of the wrestlers on the show made it to AEW. And then there's this like 39 year old dude who's like, see, this is why I hate women wrestlers. They never give men shot like this. Like I'm, I've been grinding for 15 years since I was 15 years old. And I ain't never got a shot like them. They just touch their titties. And they make it, and I was like, ooh, you hate. And, and she broke up with his ass, and she was like, he was like, see, she dumped me because she thinks she big time. She didn't want she didn't want to be down with the grind. Didn't want to be down with me from the beginning. And I'm watching it. Did you not hear what you said five minutes ago about how you think women's wrestling is trash because all they do is touch their titties, and they make it big time? Like, what's wrong with you, bro? That shit, look, wrestlers is fucking crazy. You gotta watch it just for that dude. And he has lines. Like, you remember how black dudes used to get the fucking lines right here? Like, on the, yeah. he has lines from right here all the way down to the tip of his beard. And it's a white guy. And I was like, you see why you ain't making a wrestling, you fucking jabroni? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, you definitely like. I was like, okay, let's say that WWE saw this and was like, oh yeah, this guy, he has a good look, he's a good wrestler. They're not accepting you after you said women's wrestling is just <laughs> popular because women touch their fucking tits. Strong, hey, you sexy asshole. Go heel. 
he, he could be the sexist. Like, that's AEW could be like, look at this guy we got. He's a sexist. Like, you know, everyone's got to beat his ass. This is like, not the 90s anymore. It's his, it's his angle, Lyndon. They did that in the He's 90s. Grinding. They did that with the Attitude Era. Stone Cold Steve Austin hit someone with a stunner and was like, yeah, fuck you, sexist. He can't do that shit no more. <laughs> Shit's not kosher. <laughs> they get canceled so fucking fast. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah for me, I'm, watch that uh, shit. Uh, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> for me, movie on the rise, Loki's back tomorrow, or tomorrow is when we're doing this, so it's probably as you're listening to it now. You can go see Loki. Okay. Season, season two, so I'm going to See if that season one was just a fluke and Marvel is truly dead. This is, this is gonna. <laughs> this is their shot. Eliminate this that. Is, this will determine if they're dead. <laughs> I was telling my girlfriend well, yeah, that like, day. You know, I was like, "Man, when was the last time we watched something from Marvel that we liked?" Oh, she was like, "Cause she asked me, are we gonna go see the Marvels?" I was like, "I don't fuck with Captain Marvel," and she was like, "See, you're sexist." I was like, "No, man. I liked uh, WandaVision. I liked uh." Fucking, I like Black Captain Marvel. I just don't like you, Brie Larson's you didn't like Captain Black Marvel. Widow. I look, Black, I like Black Widow the character. I like Florence Pugh, but that movie was dog shit. <laughs> you didn't like Hawkeye, huh? Not because of Kate Barton, because of fucking what's his name? That shit was ass. <laughs> it sounds like you're liking all. You dislike all the shows that have women leads. <laughs> Hey, I like Captain America. You, you, didn't, Winter you didn't watch She-Hulk. You didn't watch Miss Marvel. <laughs> I didn't watch either of them shits. I watched WandaVision. I watched WandaVision. Nah, gotcha. <laughs> hey, uh, real shit. I ain't like. I ain't like a lot of the Marvel shits, bro. I ain't fuck with. What's the other one that came out? Now that you say, I ain't watched none of the women women shit. <laughs> no, Miss Marvel. I ain't watch She-Hulk. I watch none of that shit. You didn't even she watch was... the Daredevil episode? I did. That's the only episode I watched. <laughs> but like I said, I watch WandaVision, so I'm saved. <laughs> oh, I was I ain't like Black Panther either. <laughs> the first one? No, the second one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did my nigga name more dirty. Shout out to shout out to Latino Panther. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I haven't. I've been trying to force myself to watch the Marvel movies that I haven't seen. Bro, they suck. <laughs> like, like it's not. I, like, I haven't seen Black Panther. I haven't seen Ant Man. I haven't seen Guardians on a, Three. On a serious note, <laughs> I'm not. To, I don't like these movies not because they have women leads. It's because they're trash. Because I ain't like Ant Man either. I didn't like fucking Guardi. Well, no, let me take that back. Guardians is actually really good. It's a wholesome movie. And Guardians is the only movie that they've made that is good. And some of the best parts was um, uh, Gamora and fucking, um, I'm blanking Rocket. on her name. And No, no, no. Yeah. Well, Rock, yeah, no, Rocket and Groot shit was probably the best storyline. But I would say Gamora and her sister was the second Nebula. best storyline. Nebula, yeah, so... I know we're joking about Lyndon not liking the women Marvel stuff, which, you know, but some people take that shit serious. And just to be serious for a second, a lot of the Marvel shit, whether it was men or women, Hawkeye, Ant-Man, I have not liked. So 
just to point that out there. The only ones I have, like, is Captain America, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and what, Moon Knight? That's, like, they've really been missing. I, I, didn't like, I definitely didn't like Moon Knight, but I actually did add those. I would say that I would watch Hawkeye again as oh, a Christmas Oh, show. yeah. But see, Moon Knight, uh, Moon Knight had potential, but it was just it was more Indiana Jones and less Batman when it should have been more Batman, Daredevil, less Indiana Jones. Like I for them to go the Indiana Jones route with it, I thought was that was just a cop out. That was like, oh, you don't want to be dark and gritty, which was a mistake. We're learning that Marvel needs to go a little more dark and gritty because it's too much bluey. Reminds me of fucking Bluey. <laughs> Bingo. Bluey. <laughs> My fucking dog be, watches that. This dude be watching Bluey too. You, you <laughs> dog watches it, bro. You watch. She does. No, okay. look straight up. Bluey is the only show that can keep dogs entertained, or one of the only I shows, know. because of the colors. So I put that shit on when she's when I'm like trying to do potting and shit right now it's on in the front when I walk out I'm gonna watch a couple episodes with her I'm chilling bingo <laughs> keep and keep her calm and I'm gonna turn that shit off and put one piece on her ass like one piece too because she can see them colors but that's a whole nother story but yeah <laughs> uh the only thing I had movie on the rise is totally killer which is uh the Kirna Shipka Olivia Holt movie that is like horror slasher mix meets back to the future oh okay 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 that's on amazon it's a movie this weekend fuck yeah all right well i'm gonna have to check that shit out as well i'm trying to see if there's any other new stuff that we missed that's coming to netflix oh many saints of newark if you haven't seen it it's gonna be on netflix this week which is why are all the hbo shows going to netflix that's weird to me like ballers is on netflix right now like why? Yeah, I think it's like Netflix will buy out. Oh, they're buying out all for, those things. They'll gotcha. buy them for a certain period of time. So like HBO will let them show uh, HBO probably for like six that. months. Okay, I got gotcha. you. They're buying the fucking rights to it. Okay, for sure. Um, so I wanted to mention real quick about Bachelor in Paradise and Golden Bachelor. Bachelor oh yeah, how is that shit? <laughs> It was a crazy, hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, if, I would say for Bachelor in Paradise, if you have time. Okay, well, yeah. I would say watch Golden Bachelor and just let that, I would say you have to check out the first episode and see how you go. I think um, it's more wholesome. But, okay. But what I, what I think about it is, like, as wholesome as the first episode is, when this dude gets has to whittle down these women... And he has to like tell these old ladies, "Hey, I don't like you. I like someone else better. You gotta go." I feel like that's gonna get real dramatic. Okay. Oh, that's see, that's what I'm waiting to see. Do these old ladies get dramatic? I think it's gonna get real dramatic, real quick. Like you think they're gonna get catty? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I think it's gonna. I think it when they start, they're all want like to date this guy and it's not like they're going to come off the show and be influencers but you, so but like you don't they, think you don't think because they're more mature well, they won't be catty i maybe they won't be catty but they're gonna like <laughs> really be them? more serious <laughs> you think maybe they might try to serious. fight i don't think they'll try and fight but i think like <laughs> you know they're not going they're not going to like go on a group date and be like oh you know 
world friends. Yeah, no, they're not doing that shit. (laughs) All right, wait, I got a serious, a realistic thing that I need to say that I know some people who watching Golden Bachelor don't want to say because we're in the PC era, but I'm black, so I can say this. Um, is has did the guy choose any black women? Because you know this isn't yeah, like well, young. Think, yeah. This isn't like younger bachelors where you know they he lived. They lived in a non-racist world. This man's old. He, he was alive during segregation. <laughs> he, he he picked. He picked two. Is he racist? <laughs> and, and like he actually he actually got a, a good connection with one of them. Oh, okay. So does he have any Asian like? You get what I'm saying. This man grew up in time. Yeah, there's an Indian woman as well. Are there multiple ethnicities on this show? Yes. (laughs) There's also less women in general. Oh, okay. Wait, when was he born? Less opportunities for that. What year was this man born? I don't know. I don't don't know. I have to do some research. I think he's he's 70. Oh, he's 70? Okay, wait. Hold on. Gary Turner. Yeah, 71 years old. Let's see. I'm going to look up his Gary Turner birthday. Let's see. He was born in 1951, boy. (laughs) This man was 16 in segregation. This is why I asked. (laughs) And lived in Indiana. (laughs) Oh, shit. He was in racist land. Well, yeah, no, not, not not necessarily racist. He was in the Midwest. Midwest, where, like yeah, racist, racist yeah, land. country, country well, Midwest racist. Some some of the crazy race racism stories that I've heard and like was in the Derek Jeter documentary and how like when his family moved to Kalamazoo, Michigan, like they were basically like outcasts because they were like the only oh, okay. white people there and like damn, okay. Derek, yeah, that those places were like when they saw a black person it was like an alien to them. That's the that's the difference Man. between those places in the South. Interesting. That's why I asked. I had to ask the question that other people wouldn't ask. So, you know, all right. Well, I might check out Golden Bachelor. <laughs> but so what did you think about Gen B? Look, I thought it was good, man. I like we're just talking the first episode. So for those that didn't watch the second and third, like myself, um, you, you'll be OK. I thought it was very good. And I thought it gives a different side of the superhero world in it makes a lot of sense. Like, so we saw it from Huey's perspective who didn't have powers, who just grew up to be a normal human. But what about the people who do have powers that say their powers come on late? Like, how do they check that shit? Like I like in, in let's say like it just randomly happens, they would kill someone. So what happens to those people? And we see it right in episode one, this girl accidentally kills her parents because she got her powers late and through a period, which is crazy. Like it makes a lot of sense. Like, she controls blood. Oh, she has her period. Now these powers work and like she ends up accidentally killing her parents. And I didn't know. I thought that she went to an orphanage. No, they sent her ass to juvie. And if she wasn't going, if she didn't get into school or do nothing productive, they were sending her ass to jail. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like all those kids grew up just to go to jail. But I get it in a superpower world that's different than a human world. Like in our world, they would have just let her go free, I believe. Like after you're done with life, in juvie, you don't go to real jail. You're done. Like you, you, you've served your sentence. And then, unless you kill someone and done some some heinous shit, but like for the most part, so that was very interesting to me that if she didn't work, she was going to superpower jail. 
Yeah. So that's crazy. And then the perspective of like seeing this through a generation of people who are in, who are affected by the show that we watched the boys because the boys Mm -hmm. in the show let it loose to everyone that the parents were the ones who gave them the yeah. content. Yep, yep, and yep. so like these, this is the generation of that era, the, the era of superheroes that has to grow up dealing Knowing with the that. fact that they know that their parents made them. This. Do we think that this is a parallel to like the generation growing up without knowing how the world was without the internet? I feel like that's what this almost is some, like, I feel like symbolically they're doing some shit like that. That that's what it felt like to me. Also, did the main guy, he was adopted by that teacher, I feel. I feel like the, the and when he talked about his brother, I feel like that main superhero, when he learned he had firepower, I feel like he killed his brother. Mm-mm. You don't think so? No, I guess that, that wasn't, I guess that wasn't explained in t- until the second episode. Huh? Oh. Yeah. The, I mean, I, I guess you could probably oh. think that, but you, you've already met his brother. Oh, see, that's what I thought. I, like, when he was talking to old girl on the ledge of the tower... Lost. It made it seem like, oh, Fireman connected with her because he killed someone in his family. Oh, okay, see, I thought... Maybe he killed, like, his folks or something like that. Oh, that's no, what, actually, that's... no, he didn't. I no, see, I thought he... In the next I, episode, you meet he'll meet his parents, too. Oh, uh, okay, see, I thought the teacher adopted him, but good, good, glad thing Clancy Brown out of there anyway because he was about to make that black girl take the fall for them people doing all them drugs. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah, like, no, oh, where power. was the dean? He wasn't the dean. How did he have power over that? Clancy Brown? But, and, and that one, you had the sex scene in it, too, huh? With the mm. cricket? <laughs> yeah, she was jerking off his dick as Ant-Man. <laughs> that was and weird. Then, and falling Man. on his balls. I was like, ooh, yeah. you like this shit. If she'd have fell on my balls, I would have screamed. I would not have enjoyed that. <laughs> my balls are a no-no zone. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Maybe that's TMI. Based on powers, <laughs> based on powers, like there really is, like you know, the Bloodbender girl powers are pretty. She's the strongest, right? I haven't seen anyone stronger mm-hmm. than her. The the black guy's got telepathy. Oh, he does. See, I didn't understand what his powers were until well, until the preview for the second episode. Well, I mean, yeah. he can move objects with his mind. I don't think he can like read people's minds. And stuff. Oh, he's not Jean Grey level um, strong. Okay. And then the blonde girl that was his girlfriend, she does. She basically has that power from Umbrella Academy. Oh, I heard a rumor. The girl had, Mm, yeah. mm -hmm. But instead of saying I heard a rumor, it's like she touches you and she can manipulate you. Yeah, that's why she said I touch you. What does the uh, guy who turns to a girl and turns to a guy's power? Because he was he was fighting head up with Flame Man. I think like I thought he had like force. It looked like he had something extra in there when he was punching him. Cause there ain't no way he, he was just, thing. yeah, that's yeah, what I, I was thinking. It's, it seems power. like he, he has like some energy base. Like he makes like some energy shit. Uh, Cause he was, he was going toe yeah. to toe with flame. We'll, we'll probably, we'll probably have to say they moving forward. Okay. They, yeah. Well, yeah, they, they, because, they was going toe to toe with, yeah. with flame man. Cause flame man, I thought, and then when, when Clancy Brown said, oh yeah, he could go as hot as he wants without burning himself up. I was like, oh, no wonder why he's going to the seven. This dude could take a nuclear blast and then his ass went not even supernova and blew himself up. I was like, oh, you got a trash power. <laughs> how, how how can I control fire but kill myself? That's trash. The one thing I would I wish we got, and you know, knowing the boys that could do like some kind of flashback thing to give us this. 
But I want to know what A Train or the Deep or like mm. Queen Maeve was like when they in were high at the school. Yeah, or college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we'll see the A Train stuff because I feel like I think we're gonna get that in flashback. Some of it at least. Yeah, because what? Yeah, when once things get more developed, you'll realize that they could possibly do that. Because what I mean, uh, A Train's after Jesse T Usher's on for a lot more episodes than you expect. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. We haven't even seen part of the stuff with him in the trailer yet. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think they might show some flashbacks with him. I'm trying to think of some other stuff in episode one. Bloodbending was cool. The Ant-Man girl is fire. I don't know why she didn't think she could be a superhero. She could definitely do a lot of shit with shrinking down and then going super big in someone's body, like if she had the right type of armor. Um, yeah, but she she can't do that. Oh. The, like, Do you remember how when she went to the bathroom to throw up? Oh, that's she, how she forced she can herself only, to get smaller. She can only get smaller by forcing herself to throw up, and oh. she can only get bigger by eating things. So it's almost oh. like a weird fucked up. Oh, she got trash power. Oh yeah, yeah, she got trash power. Okay, um, I'm trying to think of some other stuff. That dude who got his arms torn off, that was fucked. And he like, what does he have? Super healing? Just, I would put hate back that. On. Yeah, that was trash. I would hate that power. Like. That's not Wolverine healing. That's like, ah, this shit hurt. And then I put it back in my body, slowly attaches. Like, (laughs) But yeah, no, great episode. Glad to be back in the world. It just shows that the boys are so much more needed because they're chasing conspiracies at a national level. And there's conspiracies happening at, like, the local level with this damn college. Yeah, like, what the fuck is this farm? Or do you think that's connected to the prison area where a lamplighter and that lady who blew up heads were like that, 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 like that, it, that area. I feel like it's, it's tied connected. To that. And, yeah. And one of the episodes, when you get into the factory, you'll see that the guy with the long penis is in there. Oh, so yeah, it is connected. And that makes sense why the Senator lady shows up later in the show. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's all connected. It's just a so different. So hopefully when Hugh and them take down the system, it ties into Gen V. We can see the Bloodbender girl working with them. The, them all take down everything. Okay, it's possible that that could happen. But they could do an Avengers S movie crew, like, with the all of this. Boys would would not team up with that group. Oh, probably not. But I mean, <laughs> they could have things happening simultaneously where like they're all working on it. Like, like you would never introduce. Or I guess maybe Butcher. they would. They would team up with Starlight. But yeah, you wouldn't Starlight's introduce Butcher the, to them, but you could introduce Huey and Starlight to them. Yeah, like Huey could be a liaison, but great episode nonetheless. Uh, so let's talk about Ahsoka. Um, I want to kind of start back with uh, that Anakin Skywalker stuff in the world between worlds. Um, I think that they navigated it the best that they can, but the Anakin Skywalker Ahsoka training montage episode really worked for me. I love it. it. I, I was in it. I, I'm not as tied to Star Wars lore as like. Like it, if it was some DC shit, then I'd be like, oh, and I'd, I'd give my thoughts on that. But like, I'm not as tied to Star Wars lore as let's say you or some of these other like diehard Star Wars fans. It didn't break canon for me to where I was upset. Like it made sense because obviously when he leaves this world, he's going to have his memory wiped. The only reason why that Ahsoka remembers that shit is because she is the sister. Now. Like she absorbed all the sister shit and she basically is the sister side of, of Mortis or whatever. But I thought the Anakin shit was fire. I thought Ahsoka needed that training to complete. I was in it. Also, 
it's a good callback for when the season ends and we see Anakin in Force Ghost mode. Yeah, there's a lot of background lore stuff around the Anakin Force Ghost, a lot about the Mortis stuff. Um, my thing is Anakin of... the Mortis guy, like you know how there's the man, Ahsoka's the sister, and then I'm assuming Balin's the evil one. Is Anakin the the middle guy? Um, he might be. I mean, that's what I, that's uh, what I, I saw on Twitter. It's like some theories. You see, I don't really know at this point. Like, I'm just like letting it, letting the story play out, tell the put, tell out and play the story because I gotcha. Because so, even like some some of the conversations around these, this series with Thrawn and being involved is like pulling from like just people want things to be pulled from legends and old. I mean, legends, shit, they did legends, pull from and, legends. We got stormtrooper zombies, baby. That shit was hard. <laughs> that was hard. And of course, the episode that aired in October was the one that had the stormtroopers. Yeah. Also, uh, bro, Dark Ez- Troopers. Ezra's sword being uh, Kanan S. That touched my heart. That touched my heart that Ezra made a Kanan S lightsaber. Yeah, Ezra, the actor who's played Ezra has done a really great job. I'm going to call a spade a spade much better than the Aladdin guy. I'm glad they got him than the Aladdin guy. I'm sorry, Aladdin actor. Like, but this guy seems much more Ezra than you. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the way that he's playing Ezra. I like that Ezra is like truly gone grown into up. his grown up Jedi Knight bag. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, like I, I, they they need you to buy that Ezra is like OP on par with Ahsoka. It, yeah. it not like where Ahsoka is obviously you know top tier, but like he is he's like up, he's right there. Knight of he's he's a knight of this new order. He is not like a, a trainee. He's like Kane so and Jarrus like, when you start re- like honestly, no wait, real shit. You remember in Rebels how Ahsoka was a little bit above Kane and Jarrus, and then Kanan got up to par and then became like a little bit under as uh, Ahsoka. I feel like he is final form Kane and Jarrus right now. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think like right. the time of being alone and like growing in within the force mm-hmm. and like one of the most important lines that I felt was in that finale where Ahsoka is telling her she's like there's more to being a Jedi than wielding a lightsaber. And and, think, and, like, and, and so and then when he was like, yeah, hey, I don't need a lightsaber to take care of these people. Yep. Exactly. So that I mean, was like, it's like she's that's where Sabine was starting to learn like what mm-hmm. being a Jedi is more of than just being like powerful with but my weapon. question to you is before we get to more of this episode shit this just makes me hate the sequels even more so you're telling me that Ahsoka lived Ezra lived we got Grogu we got Sabine we got potentially Ezra's young Kanan Jarrah's protege and Kylo Ren beat everybody <laughs> Kylo Ren need all these niggas. (laughs) Well, we don't know what's going to happen with them because, like, at this point, true. But I'm just asking you. If those (laughs) those sequels started next week, you know, Ahsoka and Sabine are off the table. You're right, but we know they don't start next week. We know they're coming back. (laughs) So, if you're telling me Sabine, a stronger Ezra, Ahsoka, and young uh, Kanan Jarrus's kid. Plus Grogu, they all lost to Kylo Ren with Luke. Uh-uh. You know, early if if you if I had to explain like uh, explain out a storyline for you, it could be this: they they find out that this planet is strong within the Force, and they want to build a new Jedi Order. Which oh, I so they move thought, there. 
I always thought what, what, what Balin was getting at is that he wanted to move to this new galaxy and start the Jedi over. Mm, you're right. It did seem like that was Balin's plan. That's why he didn't care what Thrawn did over here. He was more concerned about starting the Jedi here. Oh, uh, so you're saying, okay, Luke stage makes his temple here. Ahsoka and Ezra go make their temple there. That would make sense. That would make a lot of because, sense. Because also, they're gonna have, they're gonna be tied to it, and they're gonna grow to love and connection. To also, the that gives us an out. That gives us an out because now we can make movies over there and not give a fuck about over here. <laughs> y'all, y'all take yeah, Ray. Basically, take y'all take Ray over a, here. A different galaxy, far, far away. Mm-hmm. We'll take young Jason. Have him as the upcoming lead with his old man apprentice. And then we can even give Sabine an apprentice over there. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I like the, the scene where you get Ahsoka with her duel, Sabine with her Mandalorian helmet with the green, uh, Ezra with the with the blue, and uh, Ahsoka's like, I got this against green sword lady, Morgan Elizabeth. And they walk around and Ahsoka gives us a badass fight, beats that bitch's ass, and then my man Ezra jumps and so uh, Sabine says, oh, and uses the force, baby, pushes him on. But then Thrawn says, uh-uh-uh, we out of here. Yeah, also, that was, that was pretty much it. Also, Did you good, think Sabine was going to stay or go? Oh, to jump? Because um, I wasn't sure. I knew when I knew when we saw Ahsoka surrounded, I was like, oh, she didn't go. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like, I was like, Sabine could have gone, and this could be a, a, the story telling us that it's only Ahsoka is going to stay, and Ahsoka season two will continue as being just Ahsoka out here with Balin and Shin. Mm -hmm. and I knew that her oh. the the whole storyline written was like her Padawan would prove her wrong, like you know what I'm saying, like a, a, right. uh, a Sabine would prove her wrong and show that she is a good Padawan, or maybe maybe a good Padawan goes with uh. Ezra and maybe the the lineage of Anakin, Sabine, and Ahsoka stays with Ahsoka. Like Anakin wouldn't have left Obi Wan, Ahsoka wouldn't have left uh, Anakin, and Sabine wouldn't leave Ahsoka. Maybe that's just their lineage. So maybe it was the right thing and the wrong thing at the same time, depending yeah. on a different perspective. Yeah, no, you made make a good point about that because even earlier in the episode, like so Ahsoka talks to her about like how she would do whatever do whatever she needed to do for her yeah what, what, made, what, like, told, what, what was her heart and that was anakin as well like maybe the right thing would be to go chase Thrawn. like that's what maybe mace windu and yoda and the jedi would have wanted but anakin ahsoka and sabine all being from that line even obi-wan to a certain extent that lineage saying no 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 we help our friends first but that's attachment see and that makes right. sense why ezra went because ezra is more of a Jedi than both of them. Right. Well, it's being told to go. Yeah, that too. But I mean, you know, like that shows attachment in a sense. Also, I thought it was a good callback having Ezra wear the stormtrooper get up, i.e. <laughs> Kane and Jarrus, where the stormtrooper, Kane and Jarrus always wore the stormtrooper, you know, thing coming out. Yeah, I think um, the finale landed in a lot of Very ways. Very well, thought, yeah. You know, I thought that the two episodes prior to that, six and, and once we got the pretty, I think it all. Once we got Ezra and Thrawn, it it worked. Everything worked. Everything worked. Also, got to give Lars Mickelson 
so much credit. The way that he portrays Thrawn, Chef's kid, is just perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, I like. I think a lot of people like got a lot onto his look, where he, he obviously is an older guy, so he like looks old. I'm like, well, this, but that's this how is Thrawn that's look. been around yeah. for like you know 40 exactly. years. Like he's not supposed to be young. Mm-hmm. And he uh, has the perfect menacing tone, like you believe. Well, it's, it's, it's the he voices the character for so sure. No, 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 for sure. But I'm just, I'm just saying in the sense of like people who read book Thrawn, it's like no, no, no. This guy being cold, calculated, and everybody's like. Well, if he's not a Jedi or a Sith, why are we worried about him taking over the Republic? Or why are we worried about this one guy who's just this brilliant tactician? In this episode, he shows why you worry about him. Why you need to, because of all of this power he has hoarded and collected, he knows how to be tactfully smart and get these people back on his side. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good point. Um, but I will say we didn't technically we didn't progress anywhere because now Thrawn is in our galaxy and Ahsoka and and Sabina in that galaxy. So to start next season, we're gonna have to go and get them to come back and fight Thrawn. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're still in the same place. Well, well then, then that's why we have to get into the Balin and Shin of it all because at the end of the day, season two of Ahsoka, we're not beating Thrawn because mm. that's gonna be that movie. So what season two of Ahsoka is going to be about is going to be about Ezra and Hera on one end and maybe Zeb. Mm, like, yeah, Zeb coming out of retirement. <laughs> doing like doing the whole Republic, uh, New defending. Republic Rangers mm-hmm. thing and, and defending against Thrawn and, and, bring, and getting allies together like Mando. Mm. Okay. And then on the other end, you're going to have Ahsoka and Sabine and Balin and Shin and like a real Jedi centric story on one end. So it'd be mm-hmm. one spectrum of like, you're going to get your. And Balin shots. and Shin may separate. Like Shin may not agree with what Balin agrees with because Shin seems like she's about to be like this boss of this area. She seems like she's about to be like this, this mafia boss. <laughs> While right. Balin is being this peaceful guy trying to start the Jedi's Shin seems like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm about to be a Sith Lord, bitch. <laughs> As as much as he kind of talked shit about Anakin, like he is now in a, he's now created a Padawan that is much more like Anakin than mm-hmm. maybe Ahsoka is. Yeah, in, much more in, like Anakin than Sabine or Ahsoka. Yeah, in his ways. That's and Balin, and it makes sense is, because uh, Balin is a Qui Gon Jinn, just a fucking he, pushover. <laughs> that, that's where I was getting. I was like, Balin comes from more of the Qui Gon Jinn Obi Wan era of of like that. Um, t- that bu- that line where like mm-hmm. the line the lines may be blurred, but at the end of the day, I'm all about the force. I'm all about mm-hmm. learning more about the force. Meanwhile, your bad is like power. Yep, because exactly. that was that was where Qui Gon Jinn was. You know, like he was, the lines were blurred, but it was never about power. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly where we are. Where Balin is about the force. Meanwhile, I S Lady, I forget her name, is about. Shin. Shin is about power and gaining power and being like, no, 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 no. When they come back, we're going to have an army for them. Yeah, so it definitely was well put together in the back half. Um, well, like I mentioned early on, I think, you know, I've seen some people say Leo Schreiber for Murray Stevenson. I yeah, think. they got to cast somebody. They can't just say he died. Like, I, like, I think the good thing about Ray Stevenson doing such a great job is that that role is probably now appealing in mm-hmm. that space. 
It's, you know, it's a character that's got already a rich storyline. Um, looking for an actor that's going to play. You could do David Harbour. Stevenson. I don't know if he would Want it? match the vibe. I mean, he he's he's a little bigger than Liev, you know? I was trying to think of someone that's burly. Uh, let's see, over 40-year-old, 40-year or older actor, 40-year-old actors, let's see. Because Ray Stevenson was in his 40s. I mean, shit. Oh, well, no, he would never do it. I was about to say a name that would never do it. I got to I gotta tone it back down. So I, so you have to go to the B's and see this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do 40-year-old TV actors. <laughs> there we go. I was about to tell you Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Hell no. Hell to the no. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm seeing some actors. Okay. What about Matt Lanter? Matt Lanter, the guy who was already in Star Wars? Oh, who was he? Anakin. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, you can't do him. All right, hold on. I'll give you someone else. Um, all right, well, no, I gotta think about this. All right, Rick, no, I got one. Rick Cosnet. Rick Cosnet, baby. He was Cobalt Blue in the Flash. <laughs> go get some of go get some of those go get some of those CW actors. Wait, oh. I'll show you a picture of him. Rick Cosnet. I see, I see it. Mm-hmm. Go get you some of those CW actors. Would Stephen Amill say no? Yes, he would say no. You think? He don't have shit going on. Heels is over. <laughs> Although he's trying to sell it to a networks right now. I did see that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you need it's, it's, it's going to take the right type of actor because no one pictured Ray Stevenson and he came in and killed it. Like they're going to have to do something like that. Go find an actor who has some TV popularity that, you know, is a fringe film guy that they think could do a good job. Yeah. That's what's going to be. Because I don't think I don't think there's anyone that, you know, we could we I mean, Gerard Butler, if you want a big name, but like, I don't know if Gerard would do that. that you know, I think we have Schreiber is your big name. Like, you know, yeah, I think true. He, he's a TV. He does TV. Mm-hmm. He made TV. He does movies. No, you're right. Um, yeah, would be great. He's, he's been quiet. Mm hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll give you what, Gerard. What if, what if they got John Parenthal? <laughs> Look, I mean, that. this is the type of role. I don't think John, I think you got a better chance of getting Gerard TBH over John. Yeah. But, like, that's the type of guy you need. Someone that's burly with a beard. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean would do it. That dude does The Walking Dead. Like, you could do Star Wars, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he could. Like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like, I know we think of him as this bigger star, but He's really not like Jeffrey Dean is like B plus list. You could definitely get Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Can yeah, I think so. Put the beard on him and everything. Um, but other than that, I'm trying to think. You know, all Hugh Hugh Yang as and David Tennant. That was a oh, that was role. great. You think he comes back? He comes back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So Soka definitely hit it out of the park. I think that's mm-hmm. why Mando three was so bad was because Filoni was oh, like, "Yeah, I was working on gonna, this. I'm gonna go and work on this." Yeah, this was definitely, in my opinion, the best Star Wars show. I know some people say uh, Andor, but for me, right now, I'm going this Mando Andor, and I know the normal ranking is Andor this Mando, but we need Mando to pick it up next season and you know give us some more of our Jindarin and not. The Mandalorian race. Yeah. So, because um, I watched that probably... show as a sci fi noir western about Jindarin. 
not about the Mandalorian race. <laughs> yeah, I think you know we've told that story now, and just um, they've now it's reinstated. But now I think we're gonna get back to Din. But yeah. I think they had to do that to create that set piece for this Ezra Hera yeah, no, rounding right. up allies thing. So so now when um when Thrawn has his Sabine army, back. Sabine... Sabine can go get the Mandos, and we get the whole. You have Sabine and Din being like, all right, we got to fight. This is the guy that fucked up our homeworld initially. Let's try to get some revenge does, on him. Does Grogu, as the Mandalorian Jedi, become Sabine's apprentice? Mm, good question. Possible. 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 Like, I could see, like, man, just starting to roll with Sabine as, mm-hmm. like, that's part of his crew. Yeah. But and then Ahsoka just does Ahsoka shit, and you got Sabine, Mando, and Grogu doing shit. Some missions they go get Ezra. Some missions they go get uh, you know, fucking. I'm blanking on her name right now, but I'm looking at her. Yeah. Hera. Some missions you go get Ahsoka. Some missions you go get um, old girl, the Mandalorian, who I don't like that much. Bogatan. Mm-hmm. So it's a building up a little. Sometimes if you need to get a little dark, go get Boba. He's chilling, running Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, they got a good group. I forget about Boba because they can go get him to be a part of their group versus Thrawn too. In the in the bounty hunters, Captain Rex will make an appearance. Mm, and then what about my boy Timothy Oliphant in the desert? Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth, baby, Cobb Vanth. <laughs> we haven't seen Cobb Vanth in a while. What has he been up to? Last time yeah. we saw him, he got shot. He got his ass whooped. So let's see Cobb Vanth with his. His new suit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Soka was top tier. Really great stuff. It's definitely going to be rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited that that show did so well. Yeah, me too. That means we're going to get another season, which is great. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up everything for this episode of the Bros of Binge Podcast. Let me let everyone know what's going on with the network. You follow me at LinBWT. Follow Bros. Think at Bros. Think. A lot new content out. Uh, Manga Melee has a new episode out where they went over the first two volumes of Tokyo Revengers. We put out a lot of One Piece. We reviewed the latest One Piece chapter, 1093. The 1094 review will be out this weekend, later this week. Run It Back will be out and finally reviewed the nice guys, so y'all can check that out. We have a One Piece video where we discuss the best written non-Straw Hat characters, where we each nominated a character, just to give you an idea. Versa nominated Bon Clay. Uh, Jazz nominated Odin, and I nominated Trafalgar Law, and we all de- debated why we think they are the best written characters. And we also had yeah, some I'll, honorable mentions. I want to listen to that because, like, when I saw that Bon Clay was on there, I was like, oh, I forgot about him. Bon Clay's great good. written character, and I literally just watched Impel Down right before we did the review. So me and Verson went back and forth on that. Jazz did Odin, I did Law, and, and I, I just finished Odin. Well, I'm. I'm Almost at the end of Odin's story. I'm where mm-hmm. he's in. So, and, and we all so. give good reasons why they are the best written character. We have honorable mentions as well. That's a great video. So y'all ch- check into that. We'll probably do a part two of that where we nominate some more characters. That's a good little series we have. Also, the Bros You Think podcast will be out this week. And some more stuff will be out. Oh, My Hero uh, video will be out. A lot of videos will be out on the YouTube. So make sure you tune in. But yeah, that's pretty much everything. Yeah, 
now that I've you made me think of the One Piece stuff, like I'm, having gone through Odin's story, it was pretty wild. It was great, but to me though, man, like the best written character is Law. Like what? That's not even that's not even a debate. <laughs> well, I, I I would not have voted Odin as the best written character. I, I thought I thought like, Jazz did a good explanation of why it makes like he Odin. The way that he explained it was Odin, and not to give too much of the video, but Odin is Luffy before Luffy. Like you got to think about it. like Odin. Like go 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 on, listen, see, no. go listen and comment. I like I like that explanation though. He is Luffy before Luffy due to the fact of how he is carefree. He goes on his and he fights for his family. He's someone that does beats by his own drum, free will. But then, unlike Luffy, when it's time to come back and he's done his thing, he realized that, oh, my decisions put my people in this position. And now I have to do what's best for my people. And we dive deep into that. It's, it's great. It's it, 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 good video. Definitely check that out. Because, like, my read on his story was more that it just it's a commentary on how gold goal roger is ah oh see you gotta finish it up finish it up see 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 but they're all of the goal rogers similar to luffy as well there's they're all of the same coin so definitely worth checking out but yeah we got that great video is a good one to record for sure one thing you don't have to tell me like what what it all does but I, i do they do we fully get to hear Gold Roger explain what the D means. Fuck Where no. Oh my God. Fuck no. Like, that happened in one of the episodes where like, like he's like talking to White Peter's like, White Peter's like, what does the D mean? And he was about to explain Fuck it. Cut no. out. I was like, that's why that's why Law I nominate him. I can tell you this. Law is someone that I think is very important because he fulfilled his purpose. He de- he defeated Do Flamingo and got revenge for Corazon. So yeah. the question is, Law is someone who fulfilled his dream, but he's a D. He realizes that, oh, just because I thought that was my purpose, maybe that wasn't my life's purpose. And now I have to figure out what my true life's purpose is. So Law's new dream is figuring out what the D means. And I think that's very important because we've seen Law as a character that was written as a D who thought he achieved his purpose, but then realized, no, I have this new purpose. And it's like, how do you... How do you transverse that that landscape? Again, check out the video. Great, great video. But yeah, fuck no, we don't know what the D means. But I can tell you where I'm at. We're in the fi- we're in the end game now. We just found out what one of the Gorosei's powers were. You know who the Gorosei? Yeah, <laughs> that shit was terrifying, bro. Homie stepped onto the thing and was like, ah, <laughs> like I was like, oh, 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 oh shit. Yeah, you're out of Wano now, huh? Yeah. Oh, and you saw Reverie, so you know Sabo is a bad motherfucker, boy. The fact that he stood in front of all those Gorosei with their powers revealed, nah, that's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> and he ain't flinched, because the, the one we just met with his powers, that dude's terrifying. Terrifying. Jeez. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping to run through one piece and then I can maybe like join you guys for a conversation. Yeah, bro, we'd love to have you. We'll see but where no, you. Oh, almost, oh yeah, you're I'm a Zoro there. fan. There, they I'm are. I'm those, almost there. Those nine hundred seventy-four, Linda. Nine hundred seventy-four. Oh yeah, you're close. You're close. Getting you're, getting, you're getting there for sure. All right. Um, 
But yeah, so you can catch me on Twitter at ShewsBWT. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Catch us again next week. And as always, keep binging.